All right, Jim. Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing? We're good. good. We're good. You know, there's 14 teams now, 15 teams not in the playoffs, obviously, and uh, a chance to start to uh, get it next season. You you had a real good couple of weeks. It started with uh, the lottery balls going your way to a degree, and then uh, you get a a trade, gets upgraded to a first-round pick from a second-round pick, and then you look like you've got your goaltender. Yeah, no, it's been a pretty good uh, last month here. You know, with the draft lottery, the goaltender, you know, uh, we fortunately had to make the coaches change. Uh, and then with Anaheim winning, getting to the final four, we got that first round pick. So it's, uh, it, you know, it's nice. It just, it gives us some more assets uh, to make, to make moves, to acquire players. So we got lots of cap room. So, so far, everything has kind of fallen into place pretty well for us. Uh, obviously, without giving anything away, are you done in terms of preparing for the expansion draft? Do you know what you're going to do? Is your list ready to go? I would say we've got a good idea where our list is going to go. But what i got to decide is I've got some pretty good players that are going to be exposed. And i got to decide, do I just let, you know, do I talk to George and we need to do something? Or do I just say, you know what, he's going to pick one of these four or five guys and go from there. So I've uh, been talking to a lot of teams uh, you know, we're all talking right now. Uh, you know, there's some interest in the guys that I do have to expose. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, I would say things are going to really heat up probably around the 1st of June. Right now, everybody's just kind of getting the landscape. But uh, I think around the 1st of June, things will heat up pretty good. Yeah, I mean, George kind of said he's open for business, I guess. So is that uh, is that the way if you want to be uh, a creative to a degree, just give him a call because he doesn't probably want all 30 players at this point, maybe draft picks and other things? Yeah, and you know, the good thing is George, it's kind of a pun, but he holds all the cards. Being in Vegas, as we know, he holds all the cards, and I, I think he's going to, you know, he's going to really, I think, wait until he gets all the lists also. You know, once he gets all the lists, he's going to see what what options he has. Um, you know, he is an expansion team, and I don't want to speak for him, but it is the draft is so important to him. You know, I think he's going to want younger younger assets than that. Um so he's in a good position. I think they're going to, I think they can build a pretty good team and moving forward, I think uh, can be very successful building through the entry draft. Uh, Jim Nill, general manager of the Dallas Stars. Uh, one guy to kind of take a look at from this past season is John Klingberg. Uh, maybe not as productive a year as he had the previous as a younger guy starting in uh, a $4.2 million cap hit. How much of that maybe had to do with the fact that you moved out a lot of uh, veteran money along the blue line? So he was working with a whole different cast, and your blue line got a lot younger. No, you're you're right. It uh, you know it, it put a little bit more pressure on John. Um, and you know John John's a very good player. He got off to a rough start as you mentioned, and then he, I would say by December he kind of settled back in and became himself again. But uh, it was a young group. Uh, you know, we had no choice because of because of the cap situation the way it is. Uh, we had to let uh, the three older veterans go uh, for the money they were going to want. So that's the choices you have to make in in today's game. And uh, we knew we had to get younger on the back end. And uh, you know, you between our tough start and the younger back end, uh, we were chasing it all year, and that did put pressure on John. But he, when by the time he got down to December, January, he'd settled back in and was playing well again. Uh, as a follow-up to that, Jim, any just thoughts on the upside and the development of uh, players like Johns and then uh, Lindell and then, of course, Honka, who's very young? Yeah, no, we we got some good young pieces. Uh, you know, the big thing is now who's going to take the next step. You know, we all 
we all sit in this business and say, okay, we got some good young prospects. And eventually the prospects have to become the players. And uh, in the end, that's when they got to make the next step. And uh, I think Essa Lindell did that last year. Julius Honka is very close to knocking on the door. He's he's playing for Finland. He'll be playing today uh, in the World Championships, played well over there. So he's he's knocking on the door. And then it's the Johns, the Oleksiaks, the Nemes. It's their turn now. They have to start grabbing it, and uh, that's that's what will determine what direction we go. Is uh, you know, are they ready for full time action, or do we have to find somebody else to to fill in those roles? Uh, I know. Remember talking to you about uh, hiring Lindy Ruff, and just kind of had a conversation, and, and and stuff just really, really, really clicked that way. Um, it seems to be a bit of a trend going home again. Some people say you never can go home again, but guys have been doing it. And talk about Ken Hitchcock this time around and the whole a guy you obviously know quite well, but uh, the whole thought process, process and bringing back the guy that won a Stanley Cup, kind of like what Randy Carlisle's trying to do again with Anaheim. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, we had to make the change with Lindy, and sometimes that's just the business. I got a great relationship with Lindy, and he's a good man and a good coach, and he'll bounce back. And uh, as far as bringing Ken back, we, where our team was at, we thought he was the was the perfect fit. Uh, where you know we got some younger kids starting to come in now, we knew that was going to happen this season, and and to get that structure in place now, I think is going to be so important for us. Uh, and, you know, we talked about the younger defense, and they need that structure. We got some younger forwards coming in. They need that structure, and we just thought uh, that Ken was the perfect guy. I met with Ken. I wanted to make sure he still had that passion and that drive to get back at it, get back on the horse. And uh, he did. He's excited to come back. And uh, you know, the good thing is he knows the city well. He knows the people well. And uh, so we're excited that he, he's going to lead us to this next next stage of our where our team's at. Was there any element of surprise there? Um... Jim, in terms of him being kind of fired up and ready to go? Because, of course, he had stated, okay, this is the end for me. Or were we all, like many of us, kind of saying, yeah, sure, right, it's the end for you? Like, was it obvious that it was going to, you know, he might be there, be available and excited about it? Well, when things happen in St. Louis, you know, it's always tough when a coach gets fired. And I think it's important for them to get away. They get a coaching is a tough, tough, it's a tough job now in today's game. Uh, and it's, it's high pressure. It's, it's every night. Yeah. These guys are, they're putting in, they're putting in 24 hour days during the whole season. And uh, I just thought it was in, when he got let go from St. Louis, it's important for him to get away. Uh, I was able to talk to him after about three months and, uh, you know, the thing with Ken Hitchcock, he's a lifer. He lives and breathes and dies hockey. And uh, uh, once I had a chance to talk to him, saw the passion again, uh, he looked healthy again. You know, he got rested up, got himself rejuvenated. And uh, I knew at that time that he was he was going to be one of the top candidates for this position. Jim Neal, general manager of the Dallas Stars, joining Gord like Rob Simpson, NHL Network Radio, Sirius XM Channel 91. Yeah, I think, you know, Jim, for... Uh, Hitch, it's going to be good because he likes doing the media stuff, and just nobody was buying this retirement deal. Like he's like the last guy that <laughs> you know, as he as he tried to, I think, make himself believe it as he talked about things. So it's good that that passion can just go ahead, kind of unbridled, like we're used to. Um, you know, your guy, your, your your personnel background in in drafting and putting a team together in Detroit. Quite often, you were drafting late in the first round, so you've got a. You know, a little interesting thing that you get that kind of bonus pick where you used to pick somewhere between 28th and 31st, the Anaheim pick. And then when you move up to third overall, you know, where, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of a draw, uh, jump into a new area. Um, how do 
philosophically, might you be more open to, say, trading the third pick if the right deal comes or, you know, maybe looking for a certain kind of player? What, what's your thought process there? Well, I, I'm very open kind of to everything you said. Um, uh, we know we're going to get a good player at three. Uh, we know there's lots of choices at three. It's not like the top five or six are set in stone. Uh, I think there's a top, you know, everybody's talked about the top two guys. We kind of, everybody knows who those guys are. And then I think after that, there's probably a group of another 10 players. And it, I think it's going to come down to team's personal preference. You know, you're looking, you're looking for a big, strong centerman. Are you looking for a, you know, a, a scoring winger? Are you looking for a power forward? There's lots of different options there. So, we're going to, you know, we, we've had our meetings. We're evaluating things. Uh, I'm, I'm heading out on the road to watch the Memorial Cup, watch some players heading up to that Royal Bank Cup to see there's a young player up there. It's a good player. So lots of options. I am open to, uh, I have talked to other teams already about possibly moving that pick, getting up uh, an established player back. So it gives us lots of options. Um, we're going to analyze this. I think it'll heat up more as we go. I think the expansion draft may play into this a little bit too. So uh, I think the next next month's going to be a busy time for the for the NHL as far as player movement. So it's exciting times for us. Yeah, maybe no Austin Matthews or anything like that in the in the draft, but boy, a bunch of centermen uh, near the top of that list. So that'll be good. Um, playoffs uh, as an observer, Jim, what have you thought? There's some, been some surprises. I don't, you know, teams maybe not where they're we expected them to be, and some other teams knocked out. What, what have you thought? Well, first of all, I think I think the, play, the games have been outstanding uh, from the com- competitive point of view. Uh, the highs and lows—it's amazing to watch the swings in our game nowadays. You know, it used to be you got up three nothing. Even last night when I got up four nothing, five nothing. In the past, you'd say that's it. But even though it looked like Ottawa had that game wrapped up, you're still sitting there saying, "Boy, if they score one or two more goals, who knows what happens?" And that's that's exciting. That's great for the fans. But I think what you're seeing now is, and I know that people don't really want to hear this, but it is about getting into the playoffs nowadays. Our, our league is so tight. Uh, you know, other than there's always one or two teams that are above everybody else, and there's maybe going to be two or three bottom feeders. Other than that, this league, we're all three to five wins from each other. Uh, injuries can sway things. Goaltending can sway things. Um, it's it's an exciting time for the NHL. It, it, the parity is set in, and if you get, you know, I believe Nashville is the last seed in the in the playoffs, here they are, one of the four teams remaining. Ottawa, everybody wants to write them off. Here they are, they're playing the game the right way. They're getting this moxie about them. That's what playoffs are all about. It's about playing the games, and let's see where it goes. Uh, just You mentioned your cap situation seems pretty good. With, with signing Ben Bishop, is it a given you're either going to move a goaltender or likely buy one out? I have to make a move, yes, in the goaltender. I definitely have to do that. Uh, I've already had talked to some teams already. I think that'll heat up more as we get to expansion draft. And uh, I do have a lot of different options I, I can make uh, in moving one of those guys. But uh, Ben is our number one guy. And then we got some good options uh, with a number two guy and what we do with the other third guy. Is there any scenario where you uh, somehow shed both? via trade or buyout and you end up with a maybe a younger completely different backup i think that'll depend on expansion draft and and depend on uh you know i, I know our, the two goalies we've had here the last few years have taken a pretty good beating but they're, they're actually not that not that bad of goalies and uh, uh you know so that gives us an option to have a pretty good number two guy also um you know this league now is becoming a 
becoming more and more of a two-goalie league as we're seeing. You know, I think Pittsburgh Penguins is a great example of it. Uh, I think even Ottawa Senators with what Anderson went through and with Condon and these other goalies stepping in. It's important to have a two-man system. So we've got lots of options. We're going to weigh them all and kind of see where it goes. Yeah, I only bring that up just because your uh, your backup would be either $4.5 million or close to six as a backup. Yeah. So. yeah. So they're all on last year. Their deals, you know, yeah, and the, yeah. the, the the thing that's brought up to me all the time, and and you know, and it is a valid point. The thing is, we all live in a cap world, and we can all spend our money where we got to spend our money. And uh, you know, some teams might put a lot of money into a bunch of forwards, some into a bunch of defensemen, some in goalies. In the end, we all got to spend the same amount of money. It just depends how you disperse it, and it, it depends where your team's at, also. Yeah, and you meant yeah, just the one year left for each one guy year. probably is a uh, a plus that way. I was surprised chatting with Ben Bishop. Of course, knew his background and part of that St. Louis group that really kind of um, grew together. But man, he 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 had a real positive experience already already in Texas. I never even really knew there was any connection. But uh, that that was a big part of us of of his attraction and also, I guess, uh, knowing Hitchcock from being around the St. Louis area in the off season. Yeah, no, there was there was a definite connection there. He uh, he played his. It's North American Hockey League back then. The Texas Tornadoes actually played. They played in the rink where we practice now. It's a 6,000-seat arena, real nice setup. And uh, he played there when he was, I believe, 16 and, uh, 17, 18. And then uh, from there went to college. So uh, he, he went to Frisco High School, which is about 10 minutes from our practice rink. He knows oh. the area well. You know, He loves it down here. So there's a great connection there. Did you, did you think about uh, bopping over to Paris or Cologne to do a little pro scouting or did you just let your guys do it or if you because that's something you've done in the past isn't it yeah no i i love going to that tournament it's a great tournament and i was heading over there um actually i was over at the under 18s first yeah. and then came back was going to head back over uh but then things got a little bit busy here and now with the memorial cup and this royal bank cup i decided it's probably better off to uh, spend my time over here yeah yeah, and next year you want to spend your time over here being like uh, one of the four teams left, right? <laughs> no, that's right. That's why I told my guys over when we were over at the under-18s, I said that's the last time I want to be at the under-18s in, uh, in April. <laughs> so let's make sure that's true. Because it's, it's in Russia next year, too, which even makes it an even smarter move. <laughs> well, you, you, you've certainly had uh, you've had deep playoff runs uh, throughout your career, and I'm sure that'll hey, bounce back rather quickly. Nothing, so. nothing better than those domestic Aeroflot flights, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, we'll stick uh, North American. Hopefully they don't pull you off a plane either there oh, if that geez. happens anywhere. Who knows? Oh, uh, hey, Jim. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Okay, like I said, quite a few weeks. I mean, the, did you go buy a lottery ticket after anything like that? No, probably should have. But, uh, no, we've been, like I said, thing, you know, it was a tough year. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know what, that's, why, that's what I've told my staff is, you know what, uh, you just you stick with it. And eventually something, you know, good things are going to happen if you keep doing the right things. And uh, that's what we're trying to do here. And uh, so far we've been very fortunate. Well, like we said, we always uh, appreciate you joining us, and certainly, uh, uh, you know, you go back and talk about your history in, in Detroit and all that's gone on through the way and, uh, and in Dallas, so no going to bounce back, no sweat. So thank you very much for joining us as always, and uh, enjoy the next uh, couple of weeks getting set for the drafts and other things. Yeah, all right, guys. Thanks a lot. Take thanks, care. Thanks, we'll Jim. On the way. Bye-bye. Thanks.